The year is 1912. You're a patient at the most technologically advanced center for tuberculosis treatment in the U.S. You yourself are suffering from what is also called the White Death. You're not faring badly, but it's not uncommon to hear that another patient has died, leaving you to think, when will it be me? You cough. The searing pain grips your raw lungs. When will it be me? Welcome to Waverly Hills an asylum filled with the screams and sights of the dead. Things that bump in the night. Things that creep us out. Voices from another realm. The figures that move out of the corner of your eye. that odd light in the sky. Hey everybody, welcome back to It Came From Amity. What are we talking about today, Casey? Well, I've got a good one. We are going to talk about Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. Waverly Hills. That's where I want to (laughs) be. It it sounds like it would be a really good parody (laughs) of a Weezer Weezer song. We don't want to be there, though. No, we don't. Or maybe we do. We don't want to be there 100 years ago. We'll say that. Definitely not. So for those of you who don't know, Waverly Hills Sanatorium was a hospital back in the early 1900s and actually closed down in the early 60s. Um, it started out as a sanatorium for like people who were infected with tuberculosis because back in those days, there was really no known cure. There was no known treatment. So you think James Hetfield was singing about tuberculosis? Sanatorium! I think so. Leave me be! <laughs> <laughs> But he It's a good song. It was a good song. I think he played that when I went down to Louisville to go watch him. Really? I think so. And um but yeah, it it opened up in the early nineteen hundreds as a sanatorium. It was actually originally before that it was a school. But uh, they'll use buildings for anything, yep. won't they? Recycle it. Yep. And it the property was sold off and it was there was a sanatorium that was built on the property and there's actually the reason why it was built where it was at because one of the um, proposed treatments for tuberculosis was basically fresh, clean air. Yeah. And the way that the building is actually constructed, it allowed the breeze from the hillside to come right through the building. Matter of yeah. fact, if you look at some of the hill or some like the sides of the building, it's completely open to allow that wind to come through the patient rooms. Penicillin is always better, but you know, yeah, they, that's um, why people would actually move to like Colorado in the mountains mm-hmm. so they could have that fresh air. Right. And, it, I mean, it closed down in the 60s because of the medication that was developed called streptomycin uh, in 1943 and actually uh, lowered the number of tuberculosis cases. 1943? There was, there was tuberculosis up to 1943. Oh, there still is. I mean, Gosh. when I was an EMS, I had to get a TB shot every year. Really? Yeah. Yep. I should probably look into that. Um, but... I thought it was eradicated. Nope, it is not. Um... But the building reopened in 1962 as Woodhaven Geriatric Center, a nursing home primarily treating aging patients with various ages 
of uh, stages of dementia and mobility limits, as well as the severely mentally handicapped. However, Woodhaven failed greatly because it was severely understaffed and overcrowded. Woodhaven also had reports over patient neglect and was closed by the state of Kentucky in 1982. Wow. So Waverly Hills literally lasted as a hospital from, well, basically almost an entire century. So its last phase was geriatric and, and kind yeah. of an insane asylum. A little bit, yeah. yeah it, Dementia was, asylum, yeah. basically. Dementia and some psychiatric. Wow. Yep. So, but in, like, from the early 1900s to the 40s, it served as a sanatorium for tuberculosis patients. And and then the school was... The, was in, like, in the 1880s. It was first a school? Yep. That is a, such a menacing-looking school. But it, well, that was, you know? that wasn't the school building itself. The school building itself oh. was a one-room school. Oh. So eventually, the build, that building was tore down, and then the land was sold off um, to the state of Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, in order okay. to or in order to get a uh, sanatorium because there was such a need. Well, if you're listening to this, Google the Waverly Hills. It's a very menacing-looking building. Yep. It's it's very creepy. Yep. It, uh, yeah, it officially opened as a two-story hospital in 1910 to accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. In early 1900s, Jefferson County was ravaged by an outbreak of tuberculosis, also known as the White Plague, which prompted the construction of a new hospital. And, yeah, it closed in 61 as a huh. sanatorium. Sanatorium! So that <laughs> is kind of the brief history. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, at kind of how like, Waverly Hills came to be and kind of what it's remembered for. And ter- tuberculosis was a very miserable, excruciating death. Mm-hmm. It's not like you got the flu and just went to sleep, you know, not discounting the flu, but imagine the flu where you're coughing up your lungs, spewing blood, Right. Right. Like, it's a terrible, terrible way to go. You can't breathe. You basically suffocate to death, right? Slowly. That's what tuberculosis is. Yep, essentially. So, it's not like this was something that people just moved on from. If you were in Waverly Hills, you're prob- it's a death sentence, basically. Right? Essentially. So, this place is it, full of death. I think they said, essentially, it was like, you almost had a 50-50 chance of surviving TB back yeah. then. And of course, that depends on age and health before you right. got it, too. And, but really, none of the treatments you would receive back then was going to be a, a factor. Yeah. All it basically did was guarantee that you were cordoned off from the general public and couldn't just spread it yeah. throughout the They didn't the understand what it was. You know? Right. To and them, it's it, like, well, you got blood ghosts, so here's some cocaine. Yeah. Right? Exactly, yeah. They were just like... We're going to put you up here in the sanatorium. There's going to be a lot of fresh air. And and really, Waverly Hills back then was almost like its own community. They, they farmed their own food. They slaughtered their own animals in yeah. order to get the meat. Uh, they had their own laundry. They did everything there. That, that way, there was as little going in and out as possible to contain yeah. TB there. You don't want some nurse going home contaminated and spread it to her family who spreads it to the block, right? Exactly. And this is not a disease that, you know, only the old people caught. Like, kids died of this. Yeah, there was actually an entire wing at Waverly Hills for the kids. Everyone was affected by this disease. Yep, that's a fact. 
I think a didn't a president get it? Didn't a certain president get it and die? Yeah, uh, I don't think it was TB. Wasn't it? Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe not. But so anyway, so yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about if there. Was, I don't. I mean, I know. I don't think there was a pre. Benjamin Harrison got like the flu, right? Yeah, he, he died from like the flu. Or yeah, something. he got. Yeah, he got like a flu. FDR I'm, had polio. Yeah, he got polio. So I don't know, but anyway, yep. this is not a place you want to be in. And yeah, they've yeah. done a bunch of documentaries about this place. Every uh, ghost hunter that you'll ever see has either talked about it or been there in some fashion. I know they do. Casey was just telling me earlier how they do like guest tours. Um, you know, visitor tours, you could do yep. private tours, whatever. Zach Baggins and his his crew have rented it out multiple times. Ghost hunters have been there. It's an extremely famous place. Uh, do you want to tell me about the the little video, the ball? Yeah, there's actually um, a particular, there's lots and lots of um, spirits that supposedly haunt that. Yeah. One of the most popular ones is a boy who's been given the name of Timmy. And why they've come up with that name or catch it could be just generic Timmy. Yeah. There's really, I'm not really sure how that name came to be, but, uh, but there, if you go up to, I believe it's the fourth floor where he's supposed to be at. There are a lot of, uh, like playground balls and, you know, toy balls up there. Uh, cause supposedly he really likes to play with those and that there have been numerous stories where if you take, a ball and you roll it down the hallway on the floor floor that if he's there and wants to play, he will roll it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's where a lot of cases where, or stories rather, where people just take a ball as a gift for this ghost child for him to play with and to have something to do while he's in this sanatorium trapped there. You know how they... Ghosts have to have charges, right? Energy charges. Mm -hmm. And the only way they get those is by recharging an interaction that gives them energy. Right. If, if as many people visit this place, as we're saying, he has probably interacted with so much to where he can pretty much be active nonstop. That's very possible, yeah. That's very possible. Yeah, because if you got people coming from all over the world to throw balls at him, I mean, that's... What can a ghost? What else can a ghost want? You know, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that has been that has been said about the sanatorium, the hauntings there. Yeah. Um. But you know, we have got Timmy. There is. Uh, there's probably more sinister evil. There is one that they call people. the creeper. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. No. Look out, Timmy. Yeah, basically what's <laughs> Epstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ghost of Epstein is the creeper. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, you got the creeper. And sounds they, like a boss on Resident Evil or something. It kinda does. It kinda does. <laughs> um, but they say what the creeper is is that there's a particular hallway, and I can't remember which one it is, but there's a particular hallway, and you have to have more than just yourself to do this. If you're, you have to fa take one person who basically serves as bait. Oh, God. Uh, even better. 
And I'll volunteer. You, the the bait stands at one part of the hallway facing one way, and the other people in the group will face him. Yeah. And supposedly, if the creeper is active, he will come up behind the sole person who's facing away. Oh, yeah, he'll be behind the bait. Yeah. And then the other people can see the creeper. Who do you choose as bait? Is it the friend that's just annoying? Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't I, care if he I, dies. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. You could just like, because you be have bait. no idea that this sanity is behind you. Right. Except for, I imagine the expression of the people in your, in your little squad. And they're just like, you got, you got some balls to be the bait then. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I mean, cause this place is dark. There is really no electricity throughout the main door. Yeah. So you're, you're in the dark. With maybe the light of some flashlights or small lanterns or something, and that you're not seeing anything going on behind you, and your cohorts can see this entity that supposedly... And what they also say is that he doesn't just appear behind you. He'll be on the ceiling. You think it's a demon then? It could be. I mean... Now, remember, it was also an insane asylum, so it might have been the spear of one of the... The crazies Yeah, but, I mean, if you're seeing the entity... And he's called the creeper, and he climbs on walls. What ghosts do you know climb on walls? I know. I mean, that's kind of... You remember the liquors from Resident Evil? Yes. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, kind of humanoid looking. I mean, I, trust me, I would kind of love to go check it out just to see. I would go. Oh, yeah, I definitely would. I mean, I would definitely take out, like, an insurance policy before I went. <laughs> right. Because so, I know I would be bait. You know, he'd see my delicious fat booty and he'd be like i'm gonna sneak up behind this guy right heck yeah <laughs> so there's 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 another story and, and this one doesn't make a lot of sense other than the fact it's a really good story okay so there's a story about a nurse who was found dead in room 502 in 1928 Ooh. she had committed suicide by hanging herself from the light fixture she was 29 years old at the time of her death unmarried and pregnant her depression or situation led her her to take her own life. It's unknown how long she may have been hanging in this room before her body was discovered, and this would not be the only tragedy to occur with a connection to room 502. In 1932, another nurse who worked in the same room jumped from the roof patio and plunged several stories to her death. No one seems to know why she would have done this, but many have speculated she may have actually been pushed over the edge. There are no records to indicate this, but rumors continue to persist. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, you're not going to jump down four stories. And see, like, the story ab- sense. About, the, about the nurse that was found hung in her room. Yeah. And there are, are, like, when you go into that room, and there are several investigators who have looked into room 502, and when you go into that room, there's nothing that you would really be able to hang yourself from. Yeah. Right? So what they've noticed is... You gotta get closer because it's. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. So what they've noticed, what a lot of investigators have noticed, is that there's really nothing that she could have hung herself from in that room. No bed sheet or. Well, like nothing in that room would have been strong enough to, to break suspend her, neck, her weight. Basically, yeah. Right. So they don't really know if, in fact, anyone died in that room in 1928. So other than maybe it's just an interesting story to tell people to continue to scare them. Maybe the ghost killed her in room 501 and moved her body <laughs> to be. cover it up. Could be. You think Could ghosts be. cover stuff up? No, no, no. I don't the, care if somebody knows. Right, right. They don't care. But so there's just, that's just one of the, um, a couple of the stories. But 
what they do notice is that when you go to the fifth floor to 502, mm-hmm. is that things do tend to happen at that room or near that room. They'll do they see, let people stay in that room? You said it's going to be like a hotel or something? Well, on the first floor. Oh, the first floor. Yeah, the first floor. I bet you you could pay them enough money to sleep overnight in that room. Well, though. I mean, if you want to do the tour and just go ahead and sleep there, you probably you know could. What? I think I'll pass on that. <laughs> I mean, I'll do the tour, but... But yeah, there's supposedly people who have seen entities walk in and out of room 502, like towards the nurse's station, um, into 502. Like there's stories that corroborate that there's definitely activity at 502. But, you know, an unwed pregnant nurse. Yeah, why would you kill yourself if you're, I understand that you have like hormonal issues when you're pregnant and stuff, but most pregnant people are not going to kill themselves because they have that hope, well, right? The, They're looking forward to it. The theory as to why, how that story could be so much credible excuse me, would be because you got to remember in the 20s, to be unmarried and pregnant was a major social faux That's pas. true, yeah. Right. And if she was like Catholic or something. You know, right. so, that's a big no-no. I mean, especially like, you know, that was something that you just did not do yeah. in that time. In that time, you just didn't get pregnant. And of course, the story was it was also a, a very popular doctor who worked at the hospital. So, you know, so she's just distraught that she's this, you know, young, I just, unwed, pregnant woman. And it just, the social anxiety of it all, just she couldn't deal with it. See, most people are not going to kill themselves at work, though. You're going to stay home for the day, go missing, right? You think. Look at Chris Benoit, right? Remember, he didn't show up, you know? Right. It doesn't make sense to me. See, like like, like I said, most investigators who have checked out that room have, like, looked around in that room and, like, there's nothing here that would have been able to – even a nurse that would have weighed 110, 120 – would have been able to suspend that kind of weight without just snapping or breaking. Yeah. Well, so, my, my three theories on that, though, I don't know as much as you do about it, but my three theories are, yeah, she did commit suicide, but it doesn't add up, right? It, there is possible possibility mm-hmm. for that. Second thing would be a ghost, right? Killed her. Well, okay, whatever. Third thing would be, what if it was like another worker there that tried to... Murder her? Tried to have sex with her. Oh, that could be. And she refused it, and he killed her. Yep. Like, that's how a majority of murders are sexually related. You're frustrated, and, you know, it happens in the moment. So that could have been it. Yeah, I mean, there's... You know? I, I don't... I mean, I, not to say that... Because there have been... There's, well, there haven't really been. But, I mean, you know, it's an interesting story. My theory about seeing a nurse figure walking around is just the fact that once you took a job at Waverly, mm-hmm. you lived at Waverly until yeah. you decided you no longer work there. Because, You're basically a resident now. Yeah, because yeah. You, you're surrounded by these infected individuals who which there is no real known cure. Now, she could have she could have had depression just from seeing this every day. Right. So, I mean, it's... So, who's to say that her energy isn't embedded there for the same reason that, you know, past patients? You know, yeah. her time, her life, her energy was so devoted to the care of these people that it still lingers. I'm curious to see what would make, obviously, her a ghost compared to somebody that died peacefully in their bed. Right. Who they claim to be a ghost now. You know, they're two extremes right there. Right. So. See, it's like, 
the whole thing, the whole thing. I, I would love to check it out for myself because I've heard so many interesting and, and sensational stories yeah. that it, it would be, I think it'd be fun to go check out. Like, it would be cool. At least get a selfie in front of it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to go in, dude. Oh, I would be totally about going in. Like, because, I mean, there have been awesome EVPs that have come out of there. Yeah. Nice photographic evidence. You've never driv- driven by it or anything? No, I've never been. I mean, not that I'm aware of. I've never really? been close to it. But and it's in Louisville? It's in Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you're talking. That's an hour and a half. We yeah. could do that sometime, yep. you know? Yeah. We'll take, mean, the, take your wife with us, you know? Oh, Ashley definitely would not go. Dude, look, she, make her. She would definitely not go. She would be like, even if, like once, like, say we just tricked her. Right, and got her in the car because she'd going be like, to Fourth Street Live or something." Because she'd be like looking at me, and she's like, "Why is Noah here? Oh, he's just—he's you know." <laughs> Why is Noah in full body armor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Noah's got like Noah's looking pretty nervous. What's yeah. going on? I'm yeah. in like a SWAT uniform with like a cross necklace. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's got a wooden stake. <laughs> Noah's prepared, <laughs> and I'm over here armed with like my. My phone because I'm gonna take right. pictures and audio radio all day long. Machine, the EVP yeah. thing. Oh yeah, what do they call them? Ghost boxes. Yeah, ghost boxes. I've always wanted one, just to see what they're about. Right, but, but yeah, so, there's. I mean, that's a definitely a creepy place. And if you think of, I just got a muscle cramp right in my hamstring. If you think of other places like the Penhurst Asylum, you know, that's another really famous mm-hmm. one. It seems to be like. These hospitals and asylums, especially, you hear of so many haunted asylums because of all the mental energy there and the emotion. People are just losing their mind, and then they become ghosts. I feel like that's that energy is stronger in those places. Oh, oh yeah, like asylums and and prisons. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, prisons same way. It's that anger. It's that frustration. It's the depression. It's the extreme of human emotion. Yeah. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. and I think with like hospitals, you you have a lot of emotion, you know, especially like with the deceased, you know, you have the you know, there's just emotional, just this tragedy and there's sadness yeah. and there's, you know, and I and I and and the thing of it is is like, there's even stories going back to when it was a still operational hospital of seeing spirits even then, and I think. And it kind of raises up a really good question is like, do active hospitals have their share of ghosts? And I see no reason why not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you know, I think it's because it just, you know, when a hospital's active and it's all the hustle and bustle and, you know, your focus is on your work. And if you're a visitor, you know, you're focused on, you know, your loved one that's there. I think this is a touchy subject because... It's easier to think of somebody that lived in the 1800s as a ghost. Right. You don't want to imagine your grandma as a ghost. Right. You don't want, you don't want to think about that. So I think that's a lot of the reason why people doubt, too, is because if they're ghosts back from then, there's got to be modern ghosts. Well, yeah. And I can't, my heart could not take that, right? So I feel like that's, that plays into a lot of that. Could would be. you like to see like your grandma as a ghost? I don't think anybody would like that. No. I think, <laughs> I think part of it too is, you know, there's a theory that, okay, like for example, children, right? Uh-huh. You know, children have their imaginary friends. Yeah. They have a Thomas, a Joseph, they have Frank or Ed or, you know, <laughs> Margaret or whoever. Yeah. And it's weird that, 
eventually at an age, they just finally stopped playing with them, right? Mm -hmm. And we go, oh, well, they outgrew it. Well, there's a popular theory, too, because then, like, there's been a lot of stories that I've read where you have this five-year-old child who's playing with an unseen person. We go, okay, it's an imaginary friend. And then they see a picture of, of, the, of an individual when they're like 15, 16 years old and they go, oh, I'm, that, that looks just like my imaginary friend yeah. when I was five years old. And you're just like blown away because like maybe they weren't so imaginary. It's like they have special eyes until a certain point, right. basically. Because eventually society, I think part of it is that society kind of forces them to outgrow it. Yeah. And I think maybe there might be like, like children have like a, they're, they're sensitive. Right. Right. So they're, they're sensitive to that force or sensitive to that energy. And I think that that's why kids happen to believe or see what they do because they're seeing in what they see. I got something to tell you, man. Um, we're not actually podcasting. You've been dead the whole time. I knew it. Bruce I knew Willis. It. I knew it. Yep. I knew it. Yeah, I, I agree with that because sometimes you'll see. I remember when I was younger, uh, my sister, Mariah, was a baby. And my grandma had just died, mom's mom. And we went down there to see her, you know. And mom's like, got Mariah, and she's looking into the casket. Mariah's probably two, you know. And I'm standing there, and I remember Mariah's eyes got really big, and she just like starts pointing up above the casket like that. And mom's like, what do you see? What do you see? She's like, it's Jesus. And there was not, it was a white blank wall, dude. I just remember like getting goosebumps. Mom was like crying. Yeah. I mean, like she saw, cause it wasn't just, she was, she wasn't just blankly staring. Her eyes were following something, you know, you can tell when somebody's just blankly staring and when they're actually following. Oh yeah. It was the most surreal, like what? <laughs> oh <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, it's just like when they say like, like, children do that uh-huh. they say pets do something like if you ever see like a cat or a dog they'll just stare off into a room or a corner and they'll start growling yeah. uh-huh. or get real skittish i mean that dogs can see spirits yeah supposedly. i mean it's like if your cat is staring at a corner and there's no reason for it to be staring at that corner you have to almost ask why is it staring at the corner? yeah or, or if your dog is like like i'll tell you this there was a house i lived in Mac several years ago over um i don't know i was in my late teens early 20s and my childhood dog that we still had he always slept in my room at night when i was home and i had it was like an eight by eight it was almost like gel cell size bedroom and i had a little closet in that room and again nothing i can back up with any evidence but it's a personal experience for sure but I always had the feeling that there was something in that closet, like watching, mm-hmm. right? And the one thing that verified for me personally that it wasn't just my own mind is that my dog would stare at that closet at night, just stare at it until I told him he had to stop. I like, Kavik lay down, Kavik quit it. Mm-hmm. And he would finally quit, but he, like, he'd lay his head down, but his eyes would stay fixed on the closet. So, to me, between my own personal feeling of something in there and then my dog just staring. And this happened from the time we moved into that home to the time that we moved out. 
Yeah. So it wasn't just like a few times. It was all the time. And I thought that was like, to me, that was kind of like that personal experience to allow me to believe that I think animals are, as well as children, are sensitive to that type of Maybe it's an energy. innocent, we, we were talking about innocence on an episode recently. Mm-hmm. Children are innocent, so maybe they can, they're allowed to see beyond this existence, right? Dogs are innocent. They don't have harmful thoughts. They don't right. have a negative thought in their body, right? Right. They're allowed to see beyond this. And you said that once kids get in a certain age, they kind of lose that imagination. What if that's when their innocence is gone? And now it's like, well, now you can see worldly things and that's it. Yep. It, that makes complete sense, dude. It does. I mean, because yeah. I do think that there is definitely something there. And it, I mean, I, I have to say it'd be torture, but could you imagine like to test the theory you're going to take this dog to like Waverly Hills? Oh, God. Could you imagine? No. Like, like, all right, Fido, let's go, buddy. We yeah. Have, we have some things we want to check out. And then he's just like looking at the front door and he is not. He probably would. He'd probably have a heart attack. No, probably. The dog probably wouldn't survive that. I mean, because I, mean, I, 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 I do think I, like I said, I've had my own personal experiences mm-hmm. with, with the ghostly, I guess you could say. And I mean, I can say that with just the things that I've personally have seen and I've heard and have experienced it. It's hard for me to brush, uh, like no, like store certain stories away, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't sit and say like if, if, um, you know, a coworker came up to me and he was like, Casey, man, I had this weird experience last night. This, I saw this figure in my room and he's telling me everything. And there's all these details. And, I'm the only person he shares with it at work. He never tells anybody yeah. else. Most people aren't just going to start talking about an experience like that unless they saw something. Right. Right. I mean, you're going to be hard pressed for people to just openly talk about these things yeah. because number one, they don't want to look like a wackadoo, right? Yeah. They don't want to look like an insane person. And you could always usually tell when people are being kind of jokey or, right. or lying, you right. know? And, and I think, one thing I love about when we talk about ghosts, I love talking about ghosts mm-hmm. because it's fun. It's fun. And I've got personal, my own personal, like I'm not going to sit and try to convince you, Noah, that, that ghosts are real because I've had this personal experience and you yeah. haven't and you need to understand. Like that is up to your own individuality to convince yourself of yeah. or not convince yourself of. It's okay to be a skeptic. I was a skeptic long enough in just the existence of these entities, whatever they are. And some people are more sensitive to seeing them. You mm-hmm. could be one of those people that you kind of have that sense to you. Right. You know? Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm, I just, I, the whole thing boggles my mind because it's like, what is it really? Are they, you know, spirits of the dead? Are they just demons messing with us? Yeah. What are they really? And I, I mean, and like a place like Waverly Hills, where you might be playing ball with some spirit named Timmy, Is or here's this <laughs> demonic entity that they, that, right. you know, came up with as the creeper. Or Timmy could be a demon. Timmy yeah. could be a demon. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, there's. Because how often do you hear of ghosts that actually have the physical power to move stuff? Right. 
demons are usually the ones that do that. Or I know with every like real ghost story thing I watch on TV, it ends up being a demon. Right. I mean, there's different. I mean, I think every case is is different. Yeah. And I think like they talk about. I think the the stronger the energy. You know, the the more capable that energy is. But if that, they can't even muster up enough energy to say hello, right, or show themselves a little, at least show their face, how is he going to roll a ball? Right, right, right. And they're and they, oh goodness, I think there is something. There's got to be something evil there, you know. There has think, to be. I think to some aspect, I wouldn't say all of it. I mean, no, I, because I mean, what if like what if there's like certain portals? Mm-hmm. Where this is the afterlife portal in this area. This is where right. you go. Everyone in this area cannot get through that portal because this demon is here not letting you get through it. it could right? Be, it could and be therefore, a, they're stuck here. They're, like, they're, That's just a theory. There have been like EVPs that I've heard where... They'll be like they'll be trying to communicate with whatever's in the house or the mm-hmm. room or whatever, and this isn't this this isn't Waverly Hills. This is a totally different uh, house, and they were talking. The investigators were talking and asking questions, and one of the questions was like, "Anybody here?" And the response I got back was of what sounded like a female entity, and it, it said, "He won't let us go." I've seen that. You know what I'm talking I've about? I've seen that. I think it might have been like it was an old musty house, like yeah. a tiny little two, three-bedroom house. Yeah, wasn't very big. Very kind of poor family, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, I've seen that. And, and they, they were saying there's a demon preventing her from going through. Yeah, yeah. there was, yeah, and it would just... And I, sometimes the demon would masquerade as her. Yeah. An innocent spirit. Yeah, dude, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, in the EVP, all that was said is he won't let us go. Yeah. Which gave you the rise, okay, then there's definitely more than one or two spirits in the home. Yeah. Because if he's not letting us go, then who's us? I remember the investigator's face when that popped up on the EVP. And I remember getting goosebumps yeah. seeing that. Like, yeah. I mean, oh my it, God. Yeah. Dude. They're, yeah. They're like, so I, I, I think there might be, well, it, it makes sense because if you're looking at this as a religious standpoint, whether it's Christianity or whatever, mm-hmm. good versus evil, obviously the evil is not going to want the good to, to empower their army. They're not going to want, spirits to you know show up there so obviously the evil is going to try to hold them back right stay here like yeah. a goalie in soccer basically right, right? so i that think makes sense dude. i think that there's definitely and like unlike there's a theory and i think we might have talked about this before where they're like if you were a jerk in life mm-hmm. I mean, just a grade A Cretan, right? Yeah. You're probably going to be that way in the afterlife, too. Yeah. So let's assume that maybe even this entity that's not letting these other individuals go is just some just rotten individual. Like an alcoholic dad who beat his kids. This this entity could literally just be a bully. Mm -hmm. Not only was he a bully in life, now he's a bully in the afterlife, and he's just being a jerk to these other spirits. It's very possible. And his energy is fed on by that distraught. Didn't they tell that in that episode you were talking about, they told her like to stand up to him and not be afraid, and then he stopped or something? I think it was something like that. Something like that. But, I mean, there's, I think... I, I think that if, because the thing is like, like 
we we've discussed in previous episodes. I'm, it's like there's nothing really to back up these claims. It's all theory. No. Yeah. So I think that there are some spirits who are stronger than others, and that in some of these cases they feed on that. So, I mean, demons are always going to be stronger than ghosts, obviously, because demons are are a are a ancient, timeless thing, right? Right. right. Ghosts are just temporary, in the scheme of things. Right. So I so I do think that there's like just in my own personal experiences. I mean, I couldn't say yes in the EVPs that I've personally captured. Yeah. Of what that is, because I've never gotten a name. In yeah. any of the EVPs I've ever done. Now, I know in other EVPs that other investigators have done, there's been names. But if I was a demon, man, and you have an understanding of demons, and you ask me my name, I wouldn't tell you my name. Well, no. I'm Joseph, dude. I'm cool, you know? Well, that's the thing is they, talk, they say in demonology that once a demon reveals its name, you have power over that demon. Yeah. Right, so because now you can address it. They're not it. tricking you anymore. Right, They've pretty much given up. Yeah, and yeah. you now you can address it personally. Yeah, and now you can effectively drive that that individual demon out. So they won't. They will do everything they can to not reveal that name. Yeah. So do you think there's? Do you think like there's possibility of demons being at Waverly Hills? Sure. I mean. Yeah. I think. That's why you see that huge collection of spirits there, maybe. It could be. I mean, you have yeah. all that tragedy and that death and that, and that sadness that's all collected in one spot. It lures demons to it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I mean you literally have 80 years yeah. of just mental, emotional, physical anguish. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's like they see that weakness and that despair, and it's like, I want to go in there, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're familiar with Christianity at all, then that is exactly the type of thing that a demon would want to latch on to. weakest point, right? right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. feed on that weakness, and even when you're at your, your highest high, they're going to try to get you. They're going to see that chink in the armor, and they're going to manipulate. Yeah. And, and capitalize on that. And they're very patient, too. Like, they'll bide their time and plan. And well, yeah, they got forever. Yeah, you know? exactly. So they're going to work at you and work at you. Now, if, now, if you're talking about the afterlife factor of it all, and say that this demon is able to somehow trap the spirit in this uh, occupancy, Yeah. right? Why wouldn't it? If it can, yeah. why not? Yeah. We don't want to make heaven stronger. Right. Right? So, I mean, there, and there, so I don't, I don't, I mean, there are a lot of unanswered questions about what that actually boils down to, but, and maybe it's just a bunch of demons all sitting there and. Who knows, man. Tossing around. Yeah. The one thing that I could say for certain that's still interesting, regardless of the theory, because I, there, because I think effectively, even if. Let's say that hospital has no spirits in it, uh-huh. right? And it's just filled with demons. You still proved that an, after, uh, an afterlife exists. Yeah. Okay? That yeah. there is an otherworldly presence there. Well, I mean, you can't be a religious person and not believe in demons. Right. And demons are part of this whole thing. Right. Right? Spirits, you know? So when, when I hear, like, Christians say they don't believe in this and that, 
It's like if you believe in this other stuff, you have to believe in this. Mm-hmm. You can't just cherry pick it because it scares you. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, if there's if there's good, there's bad. There's bad. It just yeah. it's an it's just natural. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I I think it is kind of funny when you have like atheists that say they believe in ghosts. Yeah. Because it's like. But they're doing it from a pure energy standpoint. Right, but still, but where know. did that energy spirit. manifest yeah, from? Yeah, because atheists believe we don't have spirits, right? Like soul, souls. They don't believe in a god or an after. Most, yeah, they, they they might go. Well, I'm not. I don't. I'm not necessarily. I guess they kind of almost fall in the agnostic camp. We're like, well, I'm yeah. I'm spiritual. Well, they believe in an they believe in a consciousness, but not a soul. It could be, yeah. It's like when you die, mm-hmm. done. Yep. So, I mean, they might believe in that consciousness, but where did that originate? Yeah. You know, it's not like it just simply congealed, right? So that consciousness... It existed before you did, and it'll exist after you do. Right. Right? So there has to be... Yeah. There had to be something to originate, and if... Just like poop, it's got to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and, and physics proves that energy cannot be created or destroyed, so Mm -hmm. it always is consciousness is probably falls in that same camp so where did it come from then most ghosts too are like uneasy they're kind of scared a lot of the time especially kids mm-hmm. and if there's a lot of kids in this waverly hospital that died and they're terrified they want their mommy whatever the, that's ripe for the demon because oh, yeah. they're feeding his energy all day dude yep i mean that makes sense to me so i mean i i mean like i said i i I love this type of stuff just because yeah. I mean, it definitely <laughs> it definitely proves. He just looked back like he was terrified. I was like, "Uh, <laughs> it's windy." But um, but I was like, "There's, there's, I like seeing." Like the other day, I even did an EVP session in my own house, just to see, just yeah. just see what's there. Kind of going fishing, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, just checking it out. You're moving this weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> I'm not surprised I didn't get anything, but right now the lack of evidence doesn't mean it's not there. It just means at that time I didn't catch anything. He was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, just like, I'm not talking to you, dude. Yeah. Like I know what you're up to and I'm not talking to you. I'm not in the mood for that. I'm like, all right, fine. But I mean, like I said, I mean, I've done EVPs where I've caught stuff and it was, it was wanting to talk and it wasn't happy about it. Like, um, I did it, um, a few investigations at a local theater years ago and it was communicating, but it definitely did not sound happy that he was communicating. They probably just want to be left alone a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. I I would imagine in some, like, like in some cases I would say, yeah, like they just want to be left alone. I'd say in some cases they're so tired of being alone. It is nice to communicate with someone and talk to them. And it feeds that maybe like in, when, in the separate times I investigated that particular theater, there was a few times it was less than friendly. Yeah. And didn't want to want to talk. And then there was a couple of times where it was like, like I remember one bipolar se- ghost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was weird. And like in, in the separate investigations I did, it was the same voice. Yeah. Like, like every time. And like, I remember one session in particular where it didn't seem like it was unfriendly, but didn't seem like it was like all that thrilled as we were down, like in the lower, um, seating area and 
another investigator had asked if there was anybody in the room who would like to communicate with us. And in the EVP, the man's voice just simply said, up at the top. And okay. I'm just kind of like, and remind you, I, I, I don't, I listen to everything like once I get home, I go through the audio mm-hmm. once I get home. And so the only thing I could think of is, okay, was it up at the balcony? But that doesn't make sense because it sounded like it was like right there with me, right? Uh, the very first EVP I ever caught there, I asked, uh, actually a friend of mine had asked if there was anybody in the room that wanted to talk to us, and it just said no. Like, not like a, like that, but it was like a whispered yeah. no into the mic. And it was just like, oh, okay. But, like, I, and the thing of it is, like, I remember hearing something in the room at that time. I even commented, it was even on the, on the session, where you hear me go, did you hear that? And my buddy Mike was like, did it sound like a whisper? And I said, yeah. And I was like, did you hear what it said? And he was like, no. Like, not saying that it said no. He didn't hear what it yeah. said. But it wasn't until I got home and listened to the audio myself that I actually hear what that entity had said. What time? What About what time was this? This would have been probably about midnight, 11 o'clock, something okay. like that. So they say 3 a.m. is usually the, the, hour. the most time, you know, when everything is the strongest. Why do you think that is? You know, there was a there was a theory that I heard on this, and I don't remember what it was. Some, is it because three is half of six, and that's the devil's number? I don't remember. I, I think it had a religious purpose, but I don't remember what it was. That would make the most sense, but why not just make it 6 a.m. then? <laughs> or 6 p.m., whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember why they say that it is. But I've heard a lot of people say, though, that like when they f- see something... Or hear something, it's usually around 3 a.m. when they're woken up. I remember watching on that Paranormal Witness show, amazing show. You, you have to check it out. Uh, this lady was laying in bed, and every night her sheets would get ripped right off of her. Just every night. Or as much as she could remember. She'd roll over and look. Oh, it's 3.23 a.m. Huh. And it's always multiples of six. Or factors of six. Yeah. Every time. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I... I could I could say that for me the most recent thing that I remember have happened to me like paranormal wise was probably about a year ago and I got home at work in the morning took a shower ate something real quick and I was laying down in bed scrolling through Facebook before I finally laid down for the day and it's probably about eight thirty in the morning. This was recent. About a year ago. And now my mom has been dead for almost two years, about a year and a half, a little yeah. over a year and a half. And I don't know what the reference was, but I remember just, or why she would reference it. But I do remember hearing my mother's voice just say no. Like, not in a recording. Like, I audibly heard it. And I just remember turning around like, and what's odd is I almost had like a robotic, electronic-y kind of tone to it. But it was definitely my mom's voice and just said no. 
sometimes I'll do that where I'll be listening to something and I, somebody will, I'll hear a voice that I know, but it's projected through someone else's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the TV, somebody will say something real quick and I'll pick it up and my imagination's like, oh, that sounded like Pat right. Ball or something. You right. know? I do that a lot. I think that's normal. But I mean, like there was no audio. Yeah. Like it's just dead air. Like yeah. I wasn't listening to a video. It was just scrolling, you know, looking at people's statuses and stuff, you know. And I just hear my mother's voice coming off from like in the corner of the bedroom. Yeah. And there's nothing on, no TV, no radios. I mean, all that would take would be a distant horn yeah. through coming through the wall could a little been, bit. Could have been. And it sounds like, no, you know. It could have been. I'm not trying to discount your experience, right. but I mean, I'm just it, saying. I mean, it could have been. It very well could have been. Yeah. But I have no way of proving but, it. But, I mean, it's still special. If, if that right. reminds you of someone, it's still special. Even if it was not her, right? Right. It's still an experience that you shared with her memory. Right. Which is just as good, right? Yeah. So that's the way I see it. Yeah. I've had those moments, too. Yeah. I have, like I said, I have no way of saying if it was definitively her. I, yeah. All I can say is, is like, like it, if it wasn't, it was an uncanny sound alike, whatever yeah. it was. Because I mean, it I keep doing that. <laughs> I need to tie that in. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, it's just odd. Like yeah. the, the experience was just odd because I mean, it did it sounded just like I just, her. I know if you're in bed and your sheets, you're at the point of being haunted where your sheets are getting ripped off of you, it's probably not a ghost. That physical strength to rip sheets off of you. It's time to call an exorcist or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Would you agree with that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there have been documented cases, like I said, where ghosts have, have moved things. Yeah. Um, but but ripping sheets off of, off of someone is aggressive, right? Well, like um, there's um, a story. Um, there, okay. Do you know of story Indiana down in Brown County? What is it? It's a small little. It used to be a small town. Um, but, Story, um, Indiana? Story I've, Indiana. I've heard of it, yeah. And it's got a famous inn called the Story Inn. And supposedly in the blue room, it's haunted um, by a woman <clears throat> who fancies the men. Yeah. Loves men. And we know this because, uh, like, when they're like, say, a couple that stays in the room, she will only take the covers off of the man's side. Uh, she will not take the covers off what the woman. What a horn dog. She will do it to the men only. There have been reports of smelling perfume uh, in the room. People have actually seen the apparition of the woman who appears blue in color. How many men push their like wives to go there? Yeah, let's go there. I want to stay there. Why do you want to go there so bad? Come on, babe. Let's go there and stay there. I have tried talking to Ashley to going and staying there in that room because I do want to experience it. She's like, oh, you just want that paranormal booty. I'm like, right? no, no, I don't. It's like, remember This is the End, Seth Rogen movie, yep. where Joni Hill gets by the demon? Mm. <laughs> yep. I, I, I told her, I was just like, just to experience it. And she's like, mm-hmm. She's like, just go with one of your like, ghost hunting friends. I'm like, that just sends out the wrong message. Right. Yeah, me and my friend here would like to get a room. Both uh, two guys in the same bed, would she choose one over the other or just rip both both sides off, you know? Probably thought she was in heaven. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But it's but the, it's an interesting story that, you know, you have this entity, mm -hmm. you know, who will take the covers off 
and you know either peaky peak or whatever it is she's it, doing. She's and the entity is aware. Oh yeah, because it's like she knows there's a guy there, and they probably lay on different sides. Which side is he on? Yep. That's that's really crazy. But yeah, they say they smell perfume. They say that uh, there's been reports of actually seeing her at the foot of the bed. Why don't people people who go there knowing this? Why don't they set up an all night camera? There have been investigations of the room, yeah. uh, and whether or not there's been evidence that have actually been collected, it, I have not seen. Or, yeah. uh, there, I'm sure that someone's posted it. But well, we're gonna wrap this up, I think. But I want to ask you a question. Sure. You remember the Casper movie? The one with Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Trivia. Old Bill Pullman died and turned into a ghost, you know, halfway through the movie. Yeah. Do you remember how he died? Wasn't because of Casper's uncles. He got, they had him drink, he drank where he was really drunk. Yeah. And then he walked outside and fell in that massive construction hole. That's right. You remember? (laughs) Yeah. Just a a hole. It's like, where did that come from? Yep. I no tape that. or nothing around yeah, it. I remember that. Yeah, Maybe that movie all. sucked. <laughs> I remember that. That's some fun trivia. But Thanks the, for listening. But the girls love that movie. Right. Yeah, it's a chick flick. Oh, without a doubt. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you'd like to hear of any other, like, places, you know, we, we were talking about, talking about the, what was it, the Winchester uh, Mansion, Winchester Mansion uh, more asylums, like, whatever. But, you know, unless there's certain instances in these kind of places, it gets kind of repetitive because it's like, well, it's another asylum. Right. You know? I mean, there's definitely each each place has their own special. Yeah. You know, special. And so if there's something in particular you guys want to talk about, we're more than happy to investigate it or yeah. at least at the academic level. Now, uh, the, the Winchester, why that is interesting and it's separated is because you have a living person mm-hmm. pretty much doing the ghost's will. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's just a crazy story. Oh, yeah. So we'll definitely have to touch on that. Oh, without a doubt. So thanks for listening. All right. You guys have a good week.